It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. You know, one of my uh, favorite things I do all year and one of my traditions is every year around Christmas, my oldest daughter and I, Juliana, probably somewhere about a week before Christmas, uh, we bake together and we get different recipes and we do all of these things. Uh, There's one phrase you'll see over and over again in recipes, especially when it comes to baking. It'll say, mix it to the proper consistency or to a thick consistency or to a thin consistency. So that concept of consistency is very important to baking, but it's also very important to life. Now, consistency by dictionary definition means agreement or harmony of the parts or features to one another as a whole. In other words, all the parts need to come together in agreement. So when we say about a person being consistent, what we're really saying is that their beliefs and their values harmonize and are agreement with the actions of their lives. Now, for the believer, that would mean my actions, my values and beliefs. uh, All these things are going to be in agreement, but they're also going to be in agreement with God's will. Now, I want to tell you something today. Jesus is consistent. Jesus was consistent, amazingly consistent, so much so that in studying his life, you may feel like a failure when you see how consistent he was. Well, my answer to you for that is yes. When it comes to perfection, um, we are all failures as far as that goes. But the consistency of Jesus should not lead us away from him, but it should really lead us to him and really just allowing his perfection to uh, to overtake our imperfections, if you were. Um, in Christ's consistency, man, one thing I find so much is uh, the needed mercy that I have. Man, I can consistently come to Christ and consistently find mercy. Now, I found this concept of consistency in our reading today in Luke chapter 2. Now, we are in the Gospel of Luke. We finished Matthew, Mark, John, and now I'm coming back to Luke. But in Luke chapter 2, which is typically we know as the Christmas story at the beginning of the chapter, Later on in the chapter, in verse 41, there's an interesting story about when Jesus was 12 years old and he went with his parents to the feast at Jerusalem. And when they left in the big family caravan, Jesus Mm -hmm. stayed behind. His parents didn't know it. And they went back looking for him. And it says this in verse 41 of Luke 2. Now, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, They went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. You say, well, how can you leave your 12-year-old behind and not know? Well, they they traveled in like a family clan, and so it had been easy for him to be with someone else in the family. We just don't think that way. Um, So anyway, it says, it came to pass that after three days... Uh, They found him 
in the temple in verse 46, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing mm -hmm. them and asking them questions. Now, doctors here, we're not talking about medical doctors. We're talking about doctors of the law. We're talking about the scribes, the Pharisees. And so they find Jesus at 12 years old, sitting at the temple with all of these doctors, listening to them and asking them questions. Now, that's amazing in itself. Verse 47 says, And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. Yeah, they were sitting at the feet of perfect wisdom there, right? And his parents, when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you dealt this way with us? Behold, your father and I have sought you sorrowing. Now we understand uh, as far as adoption and a human life goes, Joseph was Christ's earthly father in the sense that he raised him. But we know that Jesus by birth is the son of God, right? Okay. She said, I've sought you, we've sought you sorrowing. And in verse 49, and catch this. And he said to them, how is it that you sought me? Now I don't, he said, let me finish it. How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? <laughs> now, I don't think Jesus was rebuking them for looking for him. I think kind of he was saying, you know, where else do you think you would have found me but at the temple? So why did you look all over? You should have came here first. Wouldn't you know that I am about my father's business? So I love this statement of Jesus. I must be about my father's business. There is a consistency of purpose in that statement that's amazing. Now, it's amazing on many levels. First of all, if any of you have ever had a 12-year-old, one thing I would not say 12-year-olds are known for is consistency of purpose. But Jesus wasn't like any other 12-year-old, was he? Um, man, but he said, I must be about. And what focus, and even from a 12-year-old. Now, 12-year-old is an important age in a Jewish culture. Um, that's when a Jewish boy becomes a man. That's when they have a, they'd have a bar mitzvah, right? And then they also would begin their apprenticeship, typically learning their father's trade. So here's Jesus at 12 years old, entering into manhood, sitting at the temple. And what's he doing? Man, he's perfecting his father's trade, his father's business. Um, you see, Jesus could only do what was his nature to do. In another place in John's gospel, Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Man, what is the meat? What was the life? What was the purpose of Jesus? It's his father's business. It's doing the will of its father. It's doing his father's work. What consistency we see in Christ that I think can both shame us and inspire us. I think it shames me for my inconsistency, but it inspires me when I see his consistency. So what are the lessons we can learn from this? Well, first of all, um, the character and the example of Jesus Christ is unmatched. Don't even look for it anywhere else. By the way, don't even try to measure up to it. You will never measure up to it. 
I see Christians trying to live their lives somehow measuring up to the standard of Christ. Well, you're never going to measure up to the standard of Christ. Now, Christ in you, the hope of glory, can live through you. That's a big difference than you measuring up to Christ. Man, that's just yieldingness and humility and surrender and just, man, just a recognizing it, not I, but Christ. So the character and example of Jesus is unmatched. And here's a second lesson. We should daily be grateful that this person of perfection receives us at all. And when you see Christ and you see this perfection of his life, man, we ought to daily be grateful that this one of perfection is even willing to receive us as at all. That's why I think we should be gracious toward other people. That's why I think we shouldn't be overly judgmental of harsh and harsh of other people. I think for the reason is we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But by the grace of God, there go I. The only perfect one is Jesus Christ. And the fact that that perfect one receives us at all. Man, that is cause for gratitude each and every day. And then here's the third lesson. This grace should drive us to the same intention and heartfelt desire that Jesus had to do his father's business. So number one, there's no greater example of consistency than Jesus. Number two, I should be grateful every day that this man of perfection receives me at all. But number three, man, the grace that I have received by being accepted by Christ should absolutely drive me to the same desire that he had to do his father's business. The most important thing we can do on this earth. You know, God has us here for a time, but he also has us here for a reason. So let's not squander it. Let's take the time God has us here on this earth. Let's find the reason, which that's easy if you know Christ. If you don't know Christ, the reason is that you might be saved that you might receive Christ. If you know Christ and you've received Christ, the reason you're on this earth is easy. It's to do the Father's will. It's to do the Father's work in bringing others into the fold, into the kingdom. So God set us here for a time. God set us here for a reason. Let's not squander that opportunity. So the word for today is this. Seek consistency, faithfulness in your work for the Lord today, but rejoice that even in your inconsistencies, he consistently extends mercy to us so that we can just keep on going. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.